Welcome in, everybody, to the Hear Me Out Sports Talk podcast. Josh Pose and myself, Nick Palazzolo, back again with you, previewing the Chicago Bears season. We'll talk all things from Justin Fields and team expectations. Roquan Smith holding in for a new contract. Is he crazy? What does the new regime think of former second-round pick Tevin Jenkins? And we will break down the season game by game, week by week, and we will give you 60 seconds or less on the Chicago White Sox and the Cubs. All that and more coming up here next on the Hear Me Out Sports Talk podcast. Josh, it's been a minute uh, since we've uh, done one of these things. Haven't probably touched it since uh, early July. And the reason I remember that is because I blew out my eardrum uh, doing this. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I talk so loud. I mean, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, just a loud, I'm just a loud talker, I guess. Well, it, it was funny because it was like the first time I used like the, the wired Apple earbuds since like we did broadcasting for Warren Baseball. Right. So it's like, did that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and which you can check out on the Blue Devil Radio Network YouTube page. Check out all of our broadcasts. We did two football games last season. We did every single Warren baseball home game. There were a couple of doozies. Uh, the Stevenson regional final. What a game that was. Uh, but I digress. Uh, Josh, uh, does uh, does preseason football. Um, get you excited for the start of the NFL season? Nope. Nope. That simple answer. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Why you ask? Because the first quarter of today's game was the only thing that will count the next four weeks. This is true. The only thing that we'll see, because I'm not sure if we'll see the starting lineup and, and even with the bears that we didn't even see the full 11 starters on offense for the bears. I don't even know if on defense, I didn't, I didn't catch much of the game. I had some appointments to get done, get I had appointments to do, so I, I wasn't fully paying attention. But no, it doesn't matter. I don't care. It's still baseball season. No matter if your team's good or bad, it's baseball season. This is true. I am a loser, so I watched the whole Bears preseason game against the Chiefs and what many are calling the Matt Nagy revenge game. Uh, Matt Nagy, of course, is the quarterback coach for Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but Josh, let's start a little bit with the Bears and their expectations, um, right? I, I think the main point, uh, the main thing to point out here is that this season is all about Justin Fields. We could talk about wins. We could talk about Eberflus and Paul's their first season. You know how this roster really isn't good. We'll get into record predictions and all that stuff. But I think this season is predicated on how is Justin Fields that guy? Yeah, it, 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 it does not matter. I know I might sound like a little league coach here, but uh, it does not matter if the Bears win or lose this year, really. It's all about development of the players. Or, sorry, like a freshman coach at a high school. It's all about the development of All that matters of the is we have fun. Oh, wait. Uh, well, no, not, not that <laughs> entirely, but I believe that this year is a progress year. It's a stepping stone year. That's that's how, at least that's how they should play it. I'm not sure that's how they'll play it. But I believe this is that year where, hey, 
we might go four and twelve, five and eleven, or heck, even three and thirteen. Or say there's seventeen games, correct? Seventeen, yes, sir. Seven, sorry, three and fourteen, four and thirteen, five and twelve, whatever, whatever though that is. But it's got to be: Did Justin Fields improve? Did Did David Montgomery improve? Did the young offensive linemen improve? It's all about improvement this year. Did Did Darnell move? Mooney improved this year. That's what I'm looking for when I listen to, or I'm not even, I'm going to be listening for down in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. And you mentioned it. This year is all about improvement, but it's also to figure out what some of these young players had, because we noticed under the uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace era that basically they thought like this team was like, this team could make the playoffs, right? They tried it with eight and eight, right? They made the playoffs two or four years um, when Matt Nagy was at the helm, but they would never really pick a direction, uh, especially after 2018. 2018, they kind of used as their first stepping stone. It was like, oh, we can win. We've done it here before. But in reality, the roster just wasn't good enough. You had Andy Dalton, you had Nick Foles, you had Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterbacks and when you have those at your core uh those three guys as your quarterbacks no disrespect against um all three of them but it's like you're gonna be stuck um kind of in football hell like right in the middle you want to pick a direction are you gonna go all in and try and win a super bowl or are you gonna be all in to rebuild this thing and and josh i want to get your take on it and we'll talk it about it a little bit with baseball but do you like it how general managers in the modern uh, professional sports don't want to label something as a rebuild? Do you understand why they do that? Um, I understand why they do it for money purposes, for, for fan base purposes and selling tickets. I mean, if you look at a baseball team that's rebuilding, let's say the Washington Nationals. They're, they're, they said they're going full rebuild now. They now have a sense of direction after trading Juan Soto, but their attendance has gone way down. Right. If, if you, no one wants to spend money on a team that you know does not, is not going out there to win, win now. Sure. And that's unless, – unless, of course, you, 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 there's the outliers that, like the Chicago Cubs who, who get that. But that and I don't know about announcing – uh, that you're tanking and you're not going to be very good at rebuilding for teams, for, for sports with have, that have a lottery, like the NBA, you, you can't really say, I'm going to tank, I'm going to rebuild because there, there is a pinball thing. And, and you know that we saw it with, uh, was it, I believe it was 2019 where Zion Williamson ended up going to the Pelicans, a team that wasn't even rebuilding. Right. And I think the like that what causes a lot of gripe uh, among the Bears fan base and, and on social media is like we can see all the moves that uh, Ryan Poles is making traded away Khalil Mack, you know, outside of Darnell Mooney, does uh, Equinemia St. Brown or Byron Pringle. Um, those don't sound like powerful offensive weapons if you're trying to read it but it's like I don't think it matters what you call it if you can see it with your own two eyes why does why does an executive feel the need to label it we all know what's happening like like I understand people are all about transparency and whatnot but it's like just just figure it out for yourself you should be able to see you should be able to look at a team look at their roster construction look at their process and figure out 
um, if they're rebuilding or not. Um, and, and Josh, you know, Justin Fields, you, you mentioned it. This year in Luke Getze's system, uh, the former quarterback coach of the Packers, now the Bears offensive coordinator, just came over with Eberflus this offseason. It's like, I didn't think Fields had an excellent day, but his offensive line still isn't great. Uh, their fifth-round pick, uh, uh, oh, where is he from? Where is he from? Where is he from? Southern Utah, Braxton Jones. He'll probably start at left tackle. But it's like, how can we – like, how are we supposed to measure field success if he doesn't have the supporting cast around him? You, you, can, you can't measure success when it, – it, it's not it, – it, let's say Mooney wasn't playing and Montgomery wasn't playing. That doesn't matter for a quarterback. I think – what matters if if you have five offensive linemen who are going to be there, be be your offensive linemen from week one all the way through week 17. And in my issue with them not being out there with him today is, yeah, practice reps are great and, and training, training camp reps are fantastic, but all six of them need to be on the same page when – when September 11th comes around and the and the 49ers at Soldier Field, yeah, and let's let's talk. We were talking offensive line, so let, let's dive into the Tevin Jenkins thing real quick. Tevin Jenkins, a second round pick by Ryan Pace, I believe they traded up to pick 38 in 2021 to go and get the tackle from Oklahoma State. Was a right tackle in college last year. He played on at left tackle. Typical Bears taking a true right tackle in college, sticking him on the other side in a more complex league, which makes zero sense at all. Um, but, you know, Ryan, the good news about Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze and Alan Williams, the coordinators, the coaches, and the GM, taking a look at this team is like they do not have really any emotional attachment to any one of these guys. If they don't like them, they simply won't play. And I think that's the kind of case, uh, uh, scenario that we have with uh, Tevin Jenkins. He played a little right tackle today. You know, he was hurt, or air quotes, hurt this uh, training camp. And during OTAs, didn't really do much. Uh, David Kaplan of ESPN 1000 and NBC Sports Chicago uh, reported that there's a little bit of a disconnect between himself and the coaching staff. And Tevin Jenkins comes out in a presser and says that's not true. But I think Tevin Jenkins' days are numbered because if the new coaching staff doesn't like you, I mean, you're already starting behind the eight ball. And even last year, I thought he was okay. thought he was an okay offensive lineman. Nothing I watched last year uh, with Tevin Jenkins really gave me the vibe. It's like, oh, this, this is a surefire franchise building block. Yeah, and – who who knows what he could end up being, but I, I don't think Chicago is his destination at this point. I know he talked about loyalty and the team that drafted him. He wants to stay with his for his entire career. Unfortunately, he's not good enough to make that decision on his own. Right, and I, I think, I mean, people are like, you know, there's friends of mine and there's people on Twitter is like, oh, well, Tevin Jenkins said he wants to be here. He says he wants to be loyal to Oh, crap. That, that's crap. That's what it, what are you going to say? Cheap. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, what do you want him to come out and say? Yeah. I, I, yeah. This new coaching staff and I don't get along. Um, the system doesn't fit me. Like, like, what do you want him to say? It was all his press conference was really all about nothing. 
Like his his press conference was all a bunch of no comments. Um, he doesn't want to divulge different information, and it's just like, okay, well, you don't. It's also hard for a new regime. It's like you want to play hurt. All right, you just go further. You just work your way further and further down the depth chart. Mm-hmm. And we even noticed it last year. It's like he had a back injury, didn't play until the second half of the season. So we've only seen him in a limited sample size. And even in that limited sample size, he's not good. Uh, so the offensive line, I think it'll be improved just with a different scheme, different offense. I think Cody Whitehair will likely be the only returning piece um, from last year, but he'll slide over to guard instead of center. Um, but Josh, let's also get into this Roquan Smith situation. Uh, he's never been to a Pro Bowl. Always gets slighted because of the East Coast, West Coast bias, what what have you. As two-time second team All-Pro, um, Roquan wants a new deal. He uh, this year will be his fifth-year option year, his last year of his contract. Roquan Smith, he's not holding out; he is holding in. Something we've seen in the new modern NFL with Debo Samuel, uh, Debo Samuel, uh, DK Metcalf of note. You know, just showing up to practice, but just, you know, standing on an X or going on an exercise bike. It came out last week that Roquan demanded a trade um, because he felt the Bears were not negotiating in bad faith. Uh, But the the biggest point, and I think a deal would have got done if Roquan had an agent, but he doesn't have an agent. So the kind of dynamics at play here are basically Roquan's taking everything personally so far. And, And I think when push comes to shove is like, you, you don't want to play for us. You want a new deal. You already have a deal. The bears believe, according to Jeff Hughes of the bears blog, they offered him 95 million. Was it backloaded? Probably it, to, to hurt his AAV, but he wants Roquan wants that deal to start with a one. So Josh, just what are your feelings on the Roquan Smith situation so far? Um, well, I did see uh, it was the other day uh, from NBC Sports Chicago that there was someone that was going off of Roquan's name, calling other teams, gauging interest, which is, uh, I would say, pretty illegal. But that that's beside the point. I'm looking at his stats right now. Career 14 sacks, combined tackles uh, 524 to 348. Total uh, solo tackles with 43 tackles for a loss in Seven, five interceptions. Sorry, this is a. I'm not going to go Brian Urlacher, once in a generation type player. He's not not quite that in his. I think it's fourth year. This is fourth or fifth year in the league. This, up, this upcoming season will be his fifth year because of his fifth, in his, fifth year option. In his in his fifth year, um, but he he's special, and, and we saw it in 2018. We didn't see much of it in 2020, 2019, 2020, but last year he was fantastic. For uh, for an injury um, injured team, he was there week in and week out and had one of his career seasons. And I get this whole rebuild thing, but he's young. He's young. You, you can build around him and Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney, and you can have a group. And every good defense – I've ever seen has a fantastic middle linebacker and that's what he would be. Yeah. And, and I, and I guess the thing that's, that's confusing is uh, for Roquan Smith, 
Roquan thinks he should be the highest paid inside backer right now. I believe it's uh, Darius Leonard or Shaquille Leonard or whatever name he's going by now. Um, I think it's five for $98.5 million over those five years. Roquan wants his deal to start with 100, but it, but it, it's so hard when he's representing himself. Sure deals that sure deals get done with players who represent themselves. But it was like you said, he had somebody uh, going around team, going around to teams, trying to figure out if there's any trade in it, interest for him, which is technically tampering. Um, but the thing that's also confusing is, okay, so Roquan puts out this lengthy statement through Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network saying he has, he has basically reached a point of no return, kind of, uh, leaving the door uh, uh, open for the McCaskies to jump in. But sure, you can request a trade, but the Bears aren't going to just trade you just because you say, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be here because you won't get me a new deal. He's a non-blitzing. He's an off-ball linebacker who plays in inside the hash marks. Okay in coverage, okay in run stop, really above average tackler. Doesn't exactly – middle linebackers and inside backers aren't the kind of guys to get first-round picks. They're not wide receivers, right? They're not going to get you a one and a three. Roquan may be lucky if, if the Bears feel like they can't – they really can't get a deal done with Roquan. Um, I don't even think they can get a, I think the fourth is like the absolute ceiling of what that trade market looks like because just his kind of position isn't valued that much in the NFL, especially because he's not the signal caller this year. It'll be Nicholas Morrow because of the way Eberflus' defense works. He's switching over to the more of the weak side linebacker, which is more of the Darius Leonard kind of, he's going to blitz a little, he's going he's gonna to do just a little bit of everything. And that and like that's just the confusing part of me. Uh, uh, to me, is that you can request a trade, but that doesn't mean you're getting traded. And a bunch of Bears fans, I don't think, realizes there needs to be two teams in agreement on value. And I don't think there simply isn't a team with cap space to extend him. Isn't a team who would give up really anything of substance for Roquan Smith. And so that's why this this whole situation is just odd to me. Yeah, it he'll end up being a bear for this year for sure, and we'll see what happens from there. If they extend him before the end of the season, then that's great. If not, so be it. Yeah, and like I think a deal does eventually get done because Roquan, I think, is kind of overplaying his hand in the sense of he's like uh, he thinks there's more value to himself around the league than there actually is. And especially in terms of contracts, I was like, you know, I heard Adam Schefter on the radio the other day uh, who talked to a bunch of people around the league. They thought about what the Bears offered him was a very competitive offer about what most teams would do. Like I mentioned earlier, Jeff Hughes of the Bears blog, who's got sources inside Alice Hall, basically said they offered him $95 million. Was it backloaded? Probably to decrease that AAV. Um, but I guess we'll never know. So two guys to watch in the next couple. Because if Roquan doesn't play anything in the preseason, I have a hard time seeing him be on the field September 11th. 
um, for San Fran against San Francisco on the lake front. Speaking no reason of he should be on the field. Exactly. Speaking of September 11th on uh, on the lake front, Josh, I have the Bears schedule in front of me. Do you want to right here? Let's do it. You want to do the week by week? Quickly, let's do it. Let's do it. Week one, September 11th at noon, a kickoff on the lakefront versus Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers. I have this going as a win because I do not trust Trey Lance is a good quarterback. I think he turns the ball over way too much. I think he was a reach when the 49ers took him at three um, in 2021. I think San Francisco's defense is really good, but I think the Bears can just – I think they have the better offense, and they'll play uh, very, very uh, complimentary football, especially under Eberflus. I will give the Bears their first win of the season. Uh, we've disagreed for the first time, and it won't be the last time we disagree during this segment. I don't think the Bears, especially with, with Roquan Smith up in the air at this point, like you said, if he doesn't play in the preseason, I don't know how he could play uh, in just a uh, month's time, four weeks' time. Um, I got the 49ers. I don't think the Bears' offense – what I saw today, I wasn't overly impressed with the Bears' offense. Uh, the defense will keep him in the game, but I think it's going to be the 49ers' phone one. 0-1. You have them 0-1. I have them 1-0. I'm drinking all the Kool-Aid right now. They will travel up to Lambeau Sunday night football on September 18th, week two. Yep. I, I, I think we both uh, have this as a loss for the Bears. I think the pow- the Packers are, are – I think they're a good football team this year. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender by any means. You say that um, every year, unfortunately. Yeah, this is true. Here they are in the NFC Championship game again. Did you did you see Rogers on Pardon My Take? Some of the outcuts that they were posting on social media. Uh, I listened to the episode. I didn't see outtakes. Okay, so the or uh, I don't know if it was outtakes or the different segments, but do you remember? I was like when Rogers asked Big Cat about if uh, every time they lose in the playoffs, uh, if it's Big Cat's Super Bowl, and he said yes, and he has more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers. You know, ten to one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so we got that to look forward to. After, so I have them one and one. Josh has them 0 and 2 through two weeks. And then we go back to the lakefront to take on Davis Mills's long neck. And Lovey Smith returns to the lakefront. And the Houston Texans come to Chi Town. I have this as a win because the Texans suck. Josh, your thoughts? Yeah. It's going to be a brutal day on DuSable Lakeshore Drive. Uh, if you want to call that, call it that. Um, the Bears will end up winning this game probably by a comfortable margin. I got them one and two. One and two, and then they go to New York. The Bears will be in New York twice this season, but not in back-to-back weeks to take on the New York football giants, Brian Dable. Uh, let's see if maybe he can get Danny Dimes. Josh, do you have – Bears-Giants, week four, first weekend in October. A win or a loss for the Bears? We're starting off spooky season. I'm going to start spreading the news. The Bears are going to be two and two. Two and two. I have them three and one against the Giants. I think (laughs) – I know, I know. Uh, I think the uh, Giants, uh, I think they're an up-and-coming franchise, but I don't trust Danny Dimes at all. You only know Saquon's going to be healthy by then. I, well, I, I hope so, because I drafted him in the second round of fantasy football yesterday. Cool, cool. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm hoping for it. 
So I have them at three and one, two and two, according to USA Today. Uh, the, they had the Bears going three and 14. So right now I have matched their win total through four weeks. And we go to week five, Minnesota to face Captain Kirk and the Vikings and a new Vikings head coach, uh, Kevin O'Connell from the Rams. I have this as a loss. I, I think uh, the Vikings still have a pretty decent defense. I, I think their offense with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, I think it'll just be too much in week five. Oh, I also have this as a loss there. Their offense is just way too good for – I, I know it's five weeks in, inexperienced Bears team. I mean, if there was a Eddie Goldman, Khalil Mack type deal at the front, front part of the line, I think this would be a different game. But I do believe this is going to go down as a loss two and three. After week five, we go to week six, Thursday night football. The Washington Commanders and Ron Rivera come to town with Carson Wentz on his third team in three years. Uh, the former number two overall pick still trying to find a landing spot that works for him. Uh, they will travel to the lakefront on Thursday night football. I have this as a win, but a very close game because I think Washington's defense is good. But once again, I do not trust Carson Wentz in the offense. Antonio Gibson was the leader in uh, fumbles last year for non-quarterbacks. Uh, I just don't think they really – Jahan Dotson, the rookie wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, okay, doesn't really wow me. Uh, mark this down, Saturday, August 13th. It is 5 o'clock right now. I don't know what part of this episode we are in, but this game, week six, uh, Thursday night football at 7.15, will be the most frustrating game of the season to be a Bears fan. It's going to be the turning point where everything goes wrong, and I got the commanders not walloping the Bears, but beating them by two or more scores. Okay. All right. All right, so I have them at four and two, and you have them what, two and four? Two and four. Two and four. All right. And then we, go to, on this stuff. then we then we go to Foxborough, Monday night football, October 24th, a week before Halloween to face Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. Uh, Josh, Monday night football in Foxborough. Okay, I'm sorry, but really we have to go 11 days? We're doing the Thursday night to Monday night thing again? Yeah. Unreal. Yeah, the Bears lose in Foxborough. Won't even be close. They lose in Foxborough as I just get a message that we're running out of time. Don't really know how that's possible, but whatever. Uh, so I also have that as a loss because uh, Bill Belichick, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Dallas Cowboys, Sunday, October 30th, noon kickoff in Dallas. I think we could both just, just, just mark down a loss. Yep. Because, you know. Cowboys are a decent team, so, yeah. After Dallas, we come home to face Miami November 6th. Mike McDaniel and Tua come to town. I have this as a win because I do not think Miami, you know, first week in November, usually a little chilly. Florida team coming up to Chicago. Uh, I think weather plays a big factor in this game. I have the Bears going for a win. Mm, this is a tough one right here. Uh, November 6th, 
I don't even know. I could look up the average weather. It's probably uh, mid-40s. It won't matter. The only thing – and it's not like the Dolphins play on turf and the Soldier Field stinks anyway. I'm going to go Dolphins here. Dolphins, okay. Then MCDC Motor City Dan Campbell comes to town and the Hard Knocks featuring Detroit Lions. I have this as a loss because I think this is just a trap game uh, for the Bears. I think the Lions will be better than most people think. I just think, you know, a late turnover will be the end of this one in week 10. Exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah, what I've been seeing from the Lions, I don't really, I don't really watch Hard Knocks, but I'm seeing a team for the first time in the Lions that have a little bit of pride to play for the Lions. The, the, the previous years, there's just been no oomph coming out of Detroit. Now it just seems like they're starting to put pieces together. They have a sense of direction here without even having a sense of direction. And I think that the Lions will come in and beat the Bears. Another one of those frustrating games. And then we go to Atlanta on my birthday, uh, November 20th. Got to put that in my calendar right now. (laughs) That hurt. Um, In Atlanta, we go to figure out uh, if Marcus Mariota is still the quarterback or is it Desmond Ritter. I have this as a win because I just don't think Atlanta is very good. I think Atlanta and the Bears are very similar, but I think the Bears at this point in the season will get their third win on the air. So then we go from Atlanta, we go to the Jets the Sunday after Thanksgiving to face Mike White or Zach Wilson. Who really knows? I have this. The ACL is supposed to be intact, by the way. Is, is, is that how that works? I, 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 I well, I, I guess it is. Thank you, Dr. Josh. Uh, do you have well, any other med- medical opinions? Well, other than the MCL is supposed to be intact as well, and the PCL and meniscus, all that, all the, all the knee stuff should be intact. Is that important? Very. Okay. Very important. All right. I have, I have this as a loss because I feel like this is just another trap game. So. Um. No, give the Bears their first little win streak of the year for me. Start spreading the news. We're 2-0 in New York. Okay, 2-0 in New York. Then we go home on the lakefront first weekend in December to face the Green Bay Packers. I have Let's this, skip this week as a loss. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no debating at all. Yeah, okay. All right, so there's that. And then we have the bye week. Uh, I just marked that down as another loss. Uh, just, just kidding. We it's, called, it's, 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 a, it's a thank goodness we're not playing this week. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then we go to home to face Philadelphia the week before Christmas. I have this as a loss because I think Philly will surprise some people this year. I think Philly and Jalen Hurts so good. Shout out John Cougar Mellencamp, uh, big donor at my college, Indiana University. So Jalen Hurts so good, hurts the Bears. My record is four and ten. You have them at four and ten. I don't know what I have them at. I lost count. And then on Christmas Eve, Josh Allen and the Bills come to town, and that's. That's just a loss. 
Yeah. I'm hoping for like a huge snow day and no one shows up and the Bears lose by 30 points. Yep. Okay. So we're on the same page there. And let's see. Bills after the Bills is week 17 at Detroit. I have this as a Happy win. New Year. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. It is the new year. January 1st. I have this as a win against the Lions because I think Eberflus is too good of a coach to let a team beat him twice. So that is what. And plus, I don't think Jared Goff is any good. So I have this as a win. Yeah. They're going to come in with some whatever inspiration they have. They're going to go to Ford Field and get that Cairo Santos field goal and probably once again the worst game in NFL history like we saw on Thanksgiving last year where it was almost a chore to watch that game. But, yeah, I'll mark it down as a win. You mark it down as a win. I'll pencil it in, actually. And then week 18 against the Vikings. Vikings likely hoping – to make the playoffs, I have Bears playing spoiler and beating Minnesota on the lakefront. I think this is the first time in a couple of years where the Bears have finished the season on the lakefront and not on the road. Who, in their right mind, decided that was a good idea? I mean, I mean, seriously, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm really sorry, but I'm going to go off here. For we, we got three minutes left on whatever timer this is. Who thinks? That January 8th, outdoor, on an already awful playing surface, is smart. Who in their right mind thought that January 8th in Chicago, Illinois, where it's known for lake effect snow, you put the team in. I'm not saying I see December 18th and, and Christmas Eve. There's chance, but... Well, that's almost mid-January, and by that point, we usually have about a foot of snow down. Right. So, that, that'll be fun. That will Just be gonna fun. Just going to say that. That's going to well, be a break I, in. I have them at 9 and 8. I know. I have that as a win, by the way. Okay. So I don't know if I said that final, already. What is your I got 6 and 11. 6 and 11. I have them at 9 and 8. My reason for 9 and 8 is, like, their schedule, like, I understand the Bears might have a bad roster but they also have one of the easiest schedules in the whole nfl with the nfc east and the afc east um so i think that plays into their favor and i don't think people are giving them enough credit nine and eight more mediocrity and yeah. nick they're a bad football team i know i know i know this is gonna hurt hurt me to tell you this but they are a bad football team they have no official sense sense of direction they're they're running out a bunch of guys that, frankly, I don't even know their names. And and the I don't know. I'm an, I'm more of an average fan than you are. You you go into you know all these guys, but this this won't be a fun year. And I'm kind of lucky that I won't be seeing much of the Bears on my TV from South Central Indiana. Um, I'll be I'll be enjoying my I'll be enjoying my Colts games. It's a hey, it's just like the MLB. Uh, Bears games are blacked out in Indianapolis. And well, I'm assuming I'll get some Fox. I just don't know Which what the market would be like. And, and quite frankly, I'd rather watch someone else play on Fox and then CBS being the Colts game every week. Right, Josh, less than a minute. Uh, your White Sox suck. Your thoughts? <sighs> Man, uh, sell the team, change the manager, 
instead of changing the game or changing the manager. We agree. Uh, the Cubs, uh, they'll spend money this offseason, but uh, that's all I got uh, because, I don't know, Zoom wants to count us down all of a sudden for whatever reason. So we're just going to end it right there. For Josh Pose, I'm Nick Palazzolo. Thank you for listening to the Hear Me Out Sports Talk podcast. We'll be back with another episode. I don't know what we'll talk about. We'll figure it out then. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at Nick Palazzolo 5 and at Pose underscore Josh. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and go Bears. Thank <laughs> you.